Welcome to another episode of the Made of Dreams podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Riley. I'm a singer-songwriter who loves the creative process and talking about it with people who inspire me in the hopes of inspiring you to add a little creativity to your life and maybe find some new music to listen to along the way. So as much as I love talking about creativity, I also love creating a life that I love. And part of that comes from focusing on my well-being and my health. So today we're branching out and talking with Low Tox Living Consultant, Amanda Lee Bodine. We had a great conversation about what living low tox looks like, where to start, and how to reframe it so that it doesn't seem so overwhelming, among other things. This is something that has become increasingly important to me because I had a couple year long struggle with my health that resulted in having a part of my thyroid removed in 2017. And since that time, I've learned a lot about stress, self-care, and chemicals that are hormone disruptors in our food and products that we use. So it's become important for me to swap out things that I use on the regular for cleaner versions, which can seem overwhelming. So I was really happy to chat with Amanda, who has made it her business to help people like me figure it out. So here we go. Hi, Amanda. Hi. Thank you so much for doing this talk with me today. Absolutely. I'm glad to be here. Amanda is a low-tox living consultant, which I love that you call yourself that. And I feel like I have been on a slow jump into the low-tox world just over the last maybe five years. I had a couple health issues that, interestingly enough, I had asked my doctors at the time, like, hey, should I avoid anything or do anything? And they're like, no, no, no. And so I kind of started doing my own research and finding like, oh, I should avoid this. And these things can disrupt my hormones. And I'm talking about thyroid issues. It's no secret. I thought I would just throw that in there. And so when I saw what you were doing, I was so excited because I love it when someone else does the work for me. (laughs) (laughs) No, it seems like you you've done your homework and you understood the assignment, all that stuff. And so I am so eager to hear about what got you into the low tox lifestyle. Yeah. And because you left your job as an educator Mm -hmm. and now you do this full time. So yes. Yeah. So, you know, your introduction to low tox living is not unlike a lot of people's. I mean, chronic health issues, issues with their thyroid and going to the doctor and being told that, you know, nothing's wrong with their thyroid, that their thyroid panel looks, you know, normal or it's in with normal range, but you know, something's wrong. A lot of people get started with low tox in that way. For me, it was getting pregnant with my daughter. I wasn't necessarily the healthiest person leading up to my pregnancy. You know, I I was a smoker for 15 years. I drank heavily on the weekends. You know, I just lived my life. It was my own. And getting pregnant with my daughter, I started to, you know, realize I need to <laughs> I need to pay attention to a few things. Yeah. Uh, my biggest my biggest worry was that I was going to give birth to her, and of course, she was going to come out and be this you know perfect little person um, mm-hmm. with you know, at the time I believed, you know, she was going to be coming out of a sterile womb and have absolutely nothing wrong with her. And I didn't want to bring her home to a house that was full of toxic chemicals. Mm -hmm. And the only thing I knew 
that I needed to change in the beginning was I needed to focus on laundry detergent and I needed to think about like my cleaning supplies and that those things needed to be non-toxic, but I had no idea what that really meant. Right. Um, And my, like, like a lot of consumers, you know, I just relied on the marketing and the branding. And if it said free and clear, or if it was, you know, touted as being non-toxic, I was like, well, that's the thing that I need. And so I was kind of, my journey began then getting pregnant with Tula. And a few months into it, around my second trimester, I was introduced to Beauty Counter. My mom had a friend who was using it. Um, and it's a, it's a clean beauty brand. And it was, it was new to me. I'd never heard about it. But at the time, it was a company that was about seven years old. And another friend of mine was, um, she was a consultant for them as well. And so it's a network marketing company, right? So you can mm-hmm. become a consultant, like a free agent, and then make commissions off of the, the products. And so I bought a few because they said, you know, it's clean beauty. This is the stuff you need to be using. You need to throw out all of the other things that you've, you know, your face wash and whatever, all of that stuff is bad for you. And <laughs> here's some stuff that's actually good. And I thought, oh, thank God. Okay. This is what I need, right? I need. Because right, there's definite things you can't use when you're pregnant. I remember like oh, a body yeah. wash that had like salicylic acid or something. They're like, no yeah. bad, you know. Yeah. yeah. Salicylic you're acid. You're just getting yeah. into all that. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there were those things that, you know, retinol, you had to avoid retinol when you're pregnant. And there was an alternative called the Bacuchiol and it's completely safe. And this, this brand of makeup and skincare used Bacuchiol. And I was like, oh, you know, and it was great. Um, and so I really felt like I was accomplishing some things like, you know, I was getting the stuff in the house that was going to be non-toxic and my skincare was going to be non-toxic. And I understood a little bit about, you know, how things get into your bloodstream. And, and so that was all important to me. And then Tula was born and I just continued to learn more and more and realizing that brands tell you what they want to tell you and that the ingredients in all the things that we use for the most part are harmful and they can disrupt our hormones. And, um, it seems like, you know, it seems like it's something that isn't quite true or, oh, you're just being dramatic, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot of truth behind it. And so, I decided, you know, my daughter was born in 2019, at the very end of 2019. And so by the time she was three months old, I was supposed to be going back to work and we were going into shelter in place. You know, everything was shut down. And so we did, you know, we finished out the school year because I was a teacher. We finished out the school year from home and we did the distance learning. And then over the summer, I decided I wasn't going to go back at all. I just was the idea of putting my daughter in daycare and going back into a classroom with a bunch of kids, it just was, you know, it was just a hard decision that I think a lot of families, some families could make and a lot of families couldn't make, but it was one that we had support. So I decided, you know what, I'm not going to go back and I am going to do what I can with this beauty counter business. Cause I had decided to join. I was like, I'm going to make commission when my friends buy this safer makeup and skincare. And so I wanted to, learn more about why personal care products are so important so that I could help women understand why it was important to switch out their skincare and switch out their makeup. And that sort of thing can be difficult to convince because, you know, as women, we can be really loyal to our makeup and our skincare, the things oh, that definitely. we love. Yeah. Yeah. So it was like, well, how do you convince, you know, women that it's better for them to switch to a different 
brand of makeup or skincare. And so learning about hormone disrupting chemicals and what is so harmful about petrochemicals and carcinogens and our personal care products, that was like my mission. Mm-hmm. And over, you know, the course of like a year or two, it, it became more about educating women about those things so that they could have healthier bodies and healthier babies and less about, you know, just selling skincare and makeup. So I invested the time and I invested the money and I found teachers and coaches who could help me understand this stuff because I'm not a scientist. I love science and I love to get into all of it, but I'm not, you know, that isn't my background. But you Um, are an educator. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. I am an educator. Um, So yeah, that's, that's what I've done. And so it's been about four years, you know, this started when I got pregnant with Tula. So it's been about four years and And it's been, it's become a real passion of mine for sure. I can tell definitely. So today I went down like a deep dive rabbit hole on your TikTok, which is amazing. Um, What's your TikTok handle? Go ahead and say it so people can look you up. It should just be Amanda Lee Bodine. That's it. Okay. Yeah. Find her on TikTok and watch all the videos. I was like, you have great content. It's so informational and it's, it's just quick videos. And I was like, I was, I watched the one about, um, bakeware <laughs> and I was like thinking about buying one of the brands. You're like, I'm going to break your heart and tell you that you don't need these yeah. beautiful pots and pans. Yeah. Uh, so that was, yeah. And then I was seeing like, oh good. I use that brand. Oh no. I also use that brand. This is on the good and that's the bad. And I have one of those yeah. portable saunas. I have that one. Oh, I'm jealous. On yes. Yeah. Oh, I want one. I've entered a few competitions for those, but I've yet to, yeah, it's, it's yeah. definitely something that is, I hope to have one day for yeah. sure. Yeah. So did you feel like it was a really hard switch when you started to incorporate more than just the beauty products? I mean, beauty products themselves, I feel like that's where I've started. I've switched my deodorant, I switched my lotion and my hair products and my skincare. It's all pretty natural. Mm-hmm. Um, but then... I started using some cleaning products that were, you know, cleaner and, and it's, it's overwhelming a bit to know, is there things to look out for on the label or is there, what do you think is like a good entry point after the skincare? Yeah, absolutely. You know, for me, you know, yeah, skincare happened first, makeup, because personal care stuff, it was just easy to control. The well, and they that- say the things that you put on your body, like you really should Yes. Take a so the, first look at that. The things that you do, absolutely. The things that you put on your body are a great starting point and are extremely important because not all, but some of the chemicals that we use, some of the ingredients that are in the products that we use, I should say, they are capable of entering our bloodstream. And so these hormone disrupting chemicals that are in products that we're using every single day, they do have the potential of getting into our bloodstream and actually really impacting our hormones. And so When it comes to like the ingredients and personal care products, the ones that I like to say to avoid, and if you're just like, and this is, it's not going to be easy because a lot of this more low tox, these more low tox products, they're online, but Mm -hmm. there are a few available at stores like Walmart and Target, um, Sephora and Ulta, I actually have created. So with my low tox shopping guide database, I have a whole sheet of where it's just Target, Ulta, Walmart, and Sephora, like those four main stores where a lot of women particularly buy their personal care products, skincare and makeup. And 
I have shown you like what are the actual low tox options and there aren't a ton, but they are there. But I do like, so my rules for personal care products are if you turn the product over and you actually look at the ingredient list, like ignore the label, ignore the marketing because they're going to tell you what they want you to know, but turn it over and look at the ingredient list. And if it says the word fragrance, it's an automatic no. And fragrance is, this is an umbrella term and it can, it, it basically houses about 3000 different chemicals. And anytime you see the word fragrance on the, on the ingredient list, there's likely a hundred to 300 different chemicals in yeah. that, in the that, fragrance. yes, because wow. they don't have to disclose. And so mm-hmm. one of the, the most harmful things about fragrance, not just that it's an irritant and that it can be, you know, an allergy to some people, but there are phthalates present. So phthalates, they're in plastic, but then they're also in fragrance because they allow the fragrance, the smell to linger, to stick to your body and to last for a really long time. But phthalates are incredibly harmful to our bodies. They can lead to infertility issues, like low sperm count, uh, just... Yeah, thyroid dysfunction. I'm thinking like of all the days I just like bathed in oh, like, me too. Preg- like sprays. <laughs> me too. Absolutely. <laughs> While I was pregnant. Oh, that's so nice. Uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah. I used to uh, say like, I want to smell my own perfume. So I was like, over spray. <laughs> that's awful. I had, um, my mom <laughs> had them. And so I had them. The fragrance bombs that go off in your house, you know, like they're on a oh, timer. Yeah. I had those. I had them like in every single room oh, um, with no idea how harmful they were. Yeah. So fragrance is the first ingredient that I tell people to, if it's on the ingredient list, I'm sorry, but you just have to put it back. Yeah. And that <laughs> that automatically eliminates a lot yeah. of products because they put it in everything. Um, So the next one I would say are parabens. And a lot of companies have caught on to parabens. They are a synthetic estrogen. So they mimic estrogen in our body. And um, companies have replaced parabens with phenoxyethanol, which is a whole topic in of itself, but it is a safer option. But parabens are still in a lot of the traditional brands. So think about like CeraVe and I think even Avino uses it. Okay. Uh, so flip that over and it's, it, it'll be parabens is like the ending part of the word. It'd be like butyl paraben or poly, anyway, there's a couple okay. You'll prefixes. See the word. Yeah. You'll see the word paraben on it actually, okay. like the actual word. Um, and then the, another one is talc. That's a great one when it comes to makeup, especially anything powdered because talc is very often contaminated with asbestos. They exist together in nature. And so it's really difficult to get asbestos out of talc. But some companies do do the due diligence and the effort and they test and they make sure it's okay. not there. But for the most part, if there's talc in it and it's a big brand, like a big name brand, a household name, um, it's very likely that they're not bothering to test or make sure that there is no asbestos contamination. So just put it back. Yeah. (laughs) Well, and you see all those lawsuits too about baby powder, correct? Absolutely. I mean, mean, you and I are of the age that if our moms use baby powder, that's what they were using. They were using the one contaminated with asbestos and, you know, Mm -hmm. sprinkling that all over us. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. 
So, and then the last thing I'll, I'll say is if it's touted as being long wear or long lasting or waterproof, like waterproof mascara, long lasting lipstick, long wear foundation, any of those types of products, and those will not be on the ingredient list. They won't say that on the ingredient list. They'll say it right on the label. They'll very proudly, you know, right. proclaim. 24-hour oh lipstick. <laughs> yeah, 24-hour <laughs> lipstick. Those are contaminated with PFAS chemicals. And so oh. you want to stay away from that. The PFAS chemicals are actually, they've been in the news a lot lately because as a class of chemicals, there's about 12,000 of them. But as a country and globally, we've restricted or banned like two or three of them because they are extremely harmful, cause birth defects and thyroid dysfunction and mm-hmm. infertility issues. And all of, a lot of these, it's, it's interesting because a lot of these chemicals, they, they serve different purposes, but they overlap in what harm they cause our bodies. And mm-hmm. thyroid uh, dysfunction is... A, a big one and cancer as well. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, yes, I think like you just said, they overlap with so many things and that's, this is just a food thing, but I always avoid soy at all costs because mm-hmm. it's a phytoestrogen It is. And with my thyroid condition. I just, it's in everything it's in, I mean, you just wouldn't know it's in your toothpaste or in your, <laughs> You know, if you take, um, yeah, like emergency, not emergency, the other brand, I can't remember the name of it. Emergency is good. If you ever take, well, I don't know. You might not say that, but I've not not looked into emergency, (laughs) but I'm pretty sure there's some artificial dyes in there. So I'm like, you might not like it, but I like it because it doesn't have soy. (laughs) Yeah. Right. No, but you're right. Yeah, it is. It is, it is crazy. A, like they overuse things in, in everything. So you, that's yeah. probably a lot of the problem too. Yeah. It's just, well, it's interesting too, because not only, you know, does soy have estrogenic effects, but it is typically going to be sprayed with like soybeans or are sprayed with glyphosate and a lot of it. Um, they are a, a crop that not only gets sprayed with glyphosate during its life cycle, but then is desiccated at the end with, you know, a ton of it um, in order to, you know, dry out the the harvest. And so nothing gets moldy or rotten before they have time to, you know, get it to market. (laughs) And so avoiding things like soy, you know, can be, unless you're sourcing, you know, organic ones, avoiding soy sometimes needs, you know, just to avoid the glyphosate. Yeah. So, Yeah, just a side note. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, real quick, I want to tell you about my absolute favorite can't live without it skincare product. I have been on a clean beauty mission and I love Skin X Erin. My favorite product is the pre-cleanse oil. I use that along with her super soft cleansing cloths to take off my makeup every night. It's 100% pure grapeseed oil, all power no poison and I swear it makes my eyelashes longer too so I'm all in all the products are so simple there's three oils my favorite the pre-cleanse oil a hydrating beauty oil and a perfecting night oil to round it out so head over to shopxerin.com that's Aaron e-r-i-n and use the code ashley riley 10 for 10 percent off seriously try it because great skin is so rock and roll 
what would you say? I mean, do you feel like for you, was it hard to make the transition? What are there things that you're still working on? I mean, I do feel like it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you find the products that you like in this realm. And then it's like, what's the next step? Or, I mean, I guess that's where your guides come in. Maybe you can talk about that. Well, and that, yeah, the guide is really helpful, especially for people who are just getting started. Um, and also, people who aren't as interested as I am in really understanding Mm -hmm. the ingredients, which is a lot of people. Most people like they have other interests or they have other things that they want to focus on and not necessarily like, what's the low tox thing I have to be, you know, can I read every ingredient (laughs) label here? Overwhelming because yeah, the packaging is very misleading, which it is. If you just look at the marketing part. Absolutely. If you just look at the marketing part, it is extremely misleading and it's intentionally done so, but I'll tell you what it actually Going low talks, it, the hardest part is sifting through the information, sifting through what this person over here is saying versus what this person over here mm-hmm. says. And, you know, this podcast told me all the things I need to avoid. And this podcast, you know, said that those people are just a bunch of quacks, you know, like mm-hmm. that's the hardest part. But the actual switching over has been really easy. And when you go low tox and you're actually looking at ingredients and paying attention, you eliminate a lot of options. Mm-hmm. And for me, yeah. So for me, it's a bit liberating because it's like okay. instead of having a thousand choices, mm-hmm. I only have a hundred, and that's a little bit better. Um, and then when it comes to cleaning supplies, to be honest, there are so many brands that claim to be non-toxic or plant-based and natural. And it's like, yeah, but you're using these really harsh preservatives or you're still adding fragrance to it. Like, why does my Windex need to smell like anything, right? right. So my favorite, and I tell this to everybody, it is when it comes to cleaning supplies, there's two companies that I like and two companies that I trust and the only two cleaning brands that are in my house and it's Branch Basics and Force of Nature. And it's so simple and that's it. That's all, that's all we use. And I use Branch Basics for laundry. So it's like, it's a double whammy. Um, and dishwasher tablets. I mean, they have everything, but there's, and there's some other brands. Okay. Yeah, yeah, they do. But there's some other brands and I have those other brands listed on the low talk shopping guide and the cleaning section, but those are the two that we use. Um, and those are probably the most popular people have likely heard or know somebody who's using branch basics because mm-hmm. it is just an extremely popular brand at this point. We've all sort of caught on to how good and safe it actually is yeah and their bottles are cute yeah Yeah. (laughs) myself a little kit and yeah maybe last Christmas maybe I bought that for myself I don't know yeah yeah I like that perspective shift that it's not that hard because you can't you because you eliminate so many things you do yeah because I'm thinking like oh it's so hard to to learn everything you need to know but really think about it the other way so yeah Have you noticed any benefits in your own health or anything with all the changes that you've made? Yeah, absolutely. Um, And I, you know, I did a post on this recently because I, it kind of occurred to me, I was like, I don't actually talk about this very often because I, you know, I wasn't necessarily someone who suffered from a chronic illness. I wasn't someone who was unwell in, in some way. That's where I could feel like I had this miraculous transformation, but a lot of people do. But for me, it was, you know, I... I stopped having those uh, 
seasonal allergies. Like I thought, mm. well, that's just my life, right? I just have, I live in the Midwest. Of course I have allergies. I don't have allergies. Mm. Eliminating fragrance was really a big part of that. I mean, it's, it's all things, but fragrance is such a ubiquitous ingredient. I mean, it is in everything. And when you get rid of it, you do notice like how, like, is the word averse. Like when you, when you do smell fragrance, yeah. when someone with a bunch of cologne walks by or you go down the aisle at the Target <laughs> with all of the cleaning supplies and you're like, you have an instant headache. I mean, you just yeah. realize like how desensitized you get to mm-hmm. fragrance when you step away from it. But yeah, I mean, my, my chronic sinus issues, I just don't have those anymore. You know, Tula and I, we just recently had our first cold. Like she had her first cold and she's going to be three. She had her first cold. Oh. She's never so much as had a runny nose her whole life. And I attribute that to the fact that, you know, we, like, I just don't have a lot of irritations and allergens in the house that make her more susceptible to reacting poorly to other environmental factors, you know, and, and, you know, people with the sniffles and the colds and all that things. Yeah. I mean, for three years, I had a kid who (laughs) never (laughs) once like was sick and I felt like that was an accomplishment and a big win for sure. Big win. So, but just in general, just healthier. My hormones are balanced. You know, my cycle never in my life was my cycle very regular. Um, and it is, it's like clockwork now. Uh, you know, I have like this perfect 28 day cycle. I'm ovulating every month. And I think some women don't realize that, but you know, just having a period doesn't necessarily mean that you've ovulated. And so, Mm-hmm. It's important that we actually are ovulating. And I think when we eliminate a lot of these hormone disruptors and we're not getting that impact that, you know, our bodies are actually able to function the way we want them to. And if we want to get pregnant, it can make getting pregnant a heck of a lot easier. So yeah, that's, that's what I've noticed for me in doing this. I'm just, just overall feel better. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, if I could get rid of seasonal allergies, (laughs) actually, I never had allergies. I don't know. Now I'm thinking, I'm thinking back. Mine were the first year that I noticed seasonal allergies. I was uh, at the baseball diamond a lot with my little boy. He was in kindergarten and I was like, I'm allergic to little league. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, and like a lot of those, like, so lawns and parks and like park uh, places, like where there's going to be lots of grass that gets sprayed heavily with glyphosate with Roundup to keep the weeds away. And glyphosate is incredibly harmful and it can lead to, you know, all sorts of sinus issues, but mostly gut issues too. Wow. Gosh. And that's a whole other, a a whole other thing. Gut health. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Starting to learn about all of that. Well, I would, I want to be respectful of your time. So do you have any last, any last things that you think people just really need to know about living low tox? Yeah. You know, there's lots of things that we can do at home. We can't control, we can't control the outside environment. We can't control our workplace. We can't control the restaurants that we walk into, but we can control what's at home and the products that we buy are within our control and within our means, if the, if they are within our means, right? I mean, like if we're buying a, a lotion that we put on our body and it's not actually great for us, when that lotion runs out, we can swap it for something that's better. So I always say that control what you can and, you know, just focus on controlling what you can so that you can feel less badly about the things that you can't control. <laughs> right. I think like every household, honestly, every household needs a water filter, 
I know that it's not always the economical choice, but any filter is better than no filter. I think if you're, you know, a family that's buying bottled water at the store, if you just stop buying bottled water and you invest in a filter, I think that's so much better for, you know, everyone in the house. Mm. Um, you know, they they regulate about 90 contaminants in our water, and that's not merely the amount of contaminants that we, you know, actually have in our drinking water. And so, yeah, I think investing in a water filter is really important. Avoiding BPA as much as possible, avoiding fragrance. So you're avoiding the phthalates, PFAS chemicals. I'm hoping, you know, within the next decade or two that we've actually decided to regulate them as a class of chemicals. Like I said, there's nearly 12,000 of them, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I think they're becoming, they're becoming a chemical class of chemicals anyway, that people are learning more about. Just like we learned about BPA in the early 2000s, PFAS chemicals are becoming another one of those, like stay away from companies who get accused of contaminating their products with it. And then I really hope people, if they're in a position to choose organic as much as possible, just so that they can avoid the glyphosate. Um, mm-hmm. because it's incredibly harmful, but, and that's, it's sort of a, a list of things like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it can feel very overwhelming to hear me say, okay, avoid this, avoid this, avoid. but the things that we do in our home, I mean, that's where we spend like 80% of our time anyway yeah. is at the home, you know, inside our houses. So, you know, opening windows so that you can let some fresh air in indoor air can be, you know, five to a hundred times more contaminated than outdoor air. So open some windows, but yeah. Thank you so much. Tell me and tell everyone where they can find out more about what you do and follow along. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I have a website, but I'll be perfectly honest with you. It is, you know, that is not within my wheelhouse. (laughs) So it is, (laughs) it's a basic, but, and that's amandaleebodine.com. Everything is my name, but Instagram is the best place to learn more about me and to see all my offers to, you know, figure out how you can work with me if you want to. Um, and then just sort of binge content because there's a lot there to learn from. So that's the dot amandaleebodine and that's the Instagram one. And then TikTok has like, I was really fortunate in this last year. I just gotten a lot of traction over there and the videos yeah. are just they're so much easier to make. I'm not sure what it is about TikTok, but I find that I, I, I take the pressure off of myself. And so I just create content and it's worked. And I'll tell you, it's kind of funny that you mentioned the cookware because people like they love it when I talk about cookware. It's a very divisive <laughs> issue. Because we all want that beautiful cookware. And I, I was like, when I saw that, like, no, you don't need that. It's actually not great. It was actually a relief because I'm like, yes. now I don't have to spend that much money on these pans. Exactly. That so healthy that aren't. I know they are, they're beautiful. And it like, and the reason why I do like not feel badly about sort of attacking the caraway and our place brands is because they blatantly market themselves as being non-toxic, which is really no such thing. I mean, that's why I go by the whole low tox. Um, You know, that's, I I refer to everything as, you know, if it's low tox or not, because there's no such thing as non-toxic. Anybody can be allergic to something, you know, and there's, 
there's even issues with cast iron and stainless steel. Like if you have a nickel allergy, you know, stainless steel is not going to be for you. If mm. you, you know, have an iron, uh, too much iron in your blood, cast iron is going to be problematic, but they still are the low tox choices. So that that's what bothers me so much about those companies is because they do a great job marketing and their stuff is gorgeous. I mean, yeah. I, I bought it three years ago. I, I had to have it. I had yeah. to have that our place, the always pan, mm-hmm. um, but it's not correct to say that they're non-toxic and it's doing consumers a disservice and they're incredibly expensive and they don't last. Yeah. That's the worst part. I mean, <laughs> totally, totally messing up your hormones, but geez, yeah. like I have and to, also, I have to rebuy all of this stuff in a couple mm-hmm. of years because it's, you know, worthless. So yes, but um, yeah. So I, sorry, I, I, I totally got off track of there. I apologize. <laughs> I'll call Claire. I mean, come on. <laughs> Yeah. Divisive, like divides a room, I'm telling you. But no, so TikTok, that's another way. And that's just Amanda Lee Bodine. The link in my bio on Instagram is where you can find all of those things. But I have a one-to-one consultation where I work with people one-to-one to help them go low tox and do it without the overwhelm. I basically hold your hand the whole time and, you know, do the heavy lifting for you. And then I have my low tox shopping guide. Right now it's about 500 plus products that are completely low tox. They're all linked and they're rated. And then I have a snack guide. So I put that out. Yeah. I'm actually going to be updating it. I'm going to be adding, I think three more stores. That's my goal. So I'll be adding um, Aldi, Trader Joe's and Kroger, but right now it's Whole Foods, Target and Walmart. And I basically, I spell out all of the, the low tox, nutritious items that you can buy in the grocery store. So Wow. Those sound like amazing lists. Absolutely. Definitely. Cool. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. I really enjoyed this. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Bye. Bye. See, it's not so hard. I hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. It was really fun for me. And I really, really liked her perspective shift of once you find out what you're trying to avoid, it actually does a lot of the elimination for you. So it's not so overwhelming. But if you need some extra help, please head to the show notes because Amanda has generously given a discount code for anyone who's interested in checking out her shopping lists of beauty products, cleaning products, and snacks, which would be a great resource for getting started. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope you feel healthier. And if you're liking what we've got going on, why do I keep saying we? It's literally just me. I'm doing it all. If you're liking what I'm doing here on Made of Dreams, I hope that you will subscribe, rate, and review the show. Only five-star ratings. Just kidding. You can, you can say what you want. And in the meantime, head over to madeofdreamspodcast.com. So I'm going to leave you with a song of mine. And until next week, let's dream on. Mm-hmm.